Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Hope you're doing well today. Hope life is treating you good. We are uh, on episode 34 of the Speaker Lab podcast. As you may know, we are doing 30 episodes during this month, the month of April. So if you are, uh, you're just joining us, you're just tuning in, welcome. Good to have you here. Whether you're a brand new speaker, you're just getting started, maybe you've been at it for a bit. Either way, really excited that you're here. We are doing uh, 30 episodes this month, one episode every single day. So if you haven't already, definitely go back, listen to the ones that we've already done, not only for this month, but for the entire show so far. We do a lot of listener Q&A. That's what today's episode happens to be. Also do a lot of interviews with various experts and, and speakers and people involved in the speaking industry. Check out those as as well. Just definitely, we want to pack a lot of goodness into the show, not only this show, but every show that we do. Before we get into today's question, we've got a good one for you today. Let me remind you, if you haven't already signed up, uh, you're definitely going to want to join us May 21st at the Speaker Lab Live. The Speaker Lab Live. This is a live event that we're going to be hosting right here in Nashville. It's going to be a one-day mastermind. It's a small group. We're limiting it to only 30 people. We've got a good chunk of those seats already gone, and we still have a few of those remaining. So we're going to spend one full day focusing on each business. All right. So 10 people are going to have hot seats where we're going to we're going to spend about 25. 30 minutes on each of those, just going over your business, giving you feedback, giving you advice, helping you in areas that you are stuck. Because because here's the truth of the matter. like You can submit a question and I want you to do that and uh, we can help you through these podcasts and your different situations and, and kind of broad questions, but how it all applies to you in your business, in your situation, in areas where you're stuck. We just, we can't get into everyone's personal situation. And so that's what we created that one day mastermind for. So one day, the Speaker Lab live event, May 21st, right here in Nashville. Going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be hanging out all day. You and I get to meet. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a special VIP dinner the night before. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. But uh, you got to be there. May 21st, Saturday. You're going to love it. You can get all the details and information over at thespeakerlab.com slash live. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash live. All right. With that being said, let's get into today's question. We got a good one today. So uh, let's roll it. Let's do it. All right, today's question comes from Jeff Jones, who asked the question, when speaking with an audience, what do you find is a good balance in regard to comedy versus content? Not suggesting that content is boring, but what's the mindset of the decision maker in regard to what they are looking for in a keynote? Good question here. Thanks for the question, Jeff. All right, so a couple things. First of all, back in episode 19, we talked a little bit more about how to use humor in your talk. Uh, and in fact, in an upcoming episode, we're going to be interviewing a comedian, professional comedian, who also speaks, and he's going to talk more about incorporating humor into your presentations. But in the meantime, definitely go back, check out episode 19 about how to incorporate humor into your talk. Now, 
couple thoughts here. First of all, not everyone has to be a professional comedian to be a speaker. Now, using humor is really, really valuable. It's a, it's a great tool to have in the toolbox for any speaker. But again, you don't have to feel the need to be a comedian in order to get booked. Now, having said that, uh, let me give you just two broad general rules about humor and speaking. Again, these aren't true a thousand percent of the time. But as a general rule, first of all, number one is that funny speakers generally get booked easier than non-funny speakers. Again, funny speakers generally get booked easier than non-funny speakers. And along the same lines, number two is that audiences would rather listen to funny speakers than to serious speakers. All right. And again, not a thousand percent, but as a general rule, you know, if I'm going to go sit to hear a speaker and sitting in an audience at a conference or some type of session to hear a speaker on any subject or topic, I mean, I would prefer given the choice that they would be funny versus not funny. And so if you have that in your tool belt, in your toolbox, it definitely makes it a big, big difference. So how much humor should be used in a talk is eh, there's a lot of variables that go into it. But let me give you three main factors that that generally determine the amount of humor that you may want to use. And for me personally, this is kind of the lens that I think through. If I'm getting ready to speak at a conference or an event or some type of, of session or setting, here's the things that are kind of running through my mind in terms of how much humor should be used. All right. The three factors, three main factors, and again, there's maybe others, but the three main factors I think through is number one, your audience. Number two is your environment or the setting. And then number three is the type of presentation. So audience, environment, and then the type of presentation. So let's go through this. Okay. First of all, let's talk about the audience. Now, the younger the audience, generally the more humor you need to keep them engaged because oftentimes they have lower attention spans. Now, at the same time, like adults can have low attention spans as well. So if I'm speaking to, let's say an audience of teenagers, uh, I'm generally going to use a lot more humor than if I'm I'm speaking to an audience of, let's just say, corporate executives. Now, both want humor and both want to be somewhat entertained, but teenagers are generally going to check out quicker than adults. It's kind of like that. You remember the dog in that movie Up? You remember like one minute they're really squirrel and then they're just totally gone. They're totally checked out. And so humor is a great tool for keeping the audience engaged. And typically, typically the younger the audience, the more they are going to be, more likely they are going to be, more quickly they may be to check out. So age is definitely a factor there whenever it comes to that. But the type of audience or the industry that maybe you're speaking in is also a factor, meaning that if you're speaking to, let's say, the World Clown Association, which, fun fact, is an actual association, the World Clown Association, they're probably going to expect you to be funny. They're going to expect you to be entertaining. And that's just kind of the nature of the audience. Whereas if you're speaking to a group of, let's say, funeral home owners, they may be a bit more of a somber audience. Now, that is pure speculation. And maybe they are just, they are totally bummed out about life and they need to be entertained and need to laugh. But some of it, again, may come down to the type of audience, not just an age, but in kind of the the tone of that audience and maybe what it is that they would be looking for. So the audience is definitely a factor when determining how much humor could be or should be used. Another factor, number two, is going to be your, your environment or your setting, the environment or setting, meaning that, that some settings may just be more serious than others. So uh, for example, if, if you're hired to go speak to a group of employees who just went through, let's say, downsizing or some type of corporate restructuring, they may not feel like attending a comedy show. They may not just feel real good about life. Uh, I personally... I've spoke at high schools before that recently experienced a tragedy like a, uh, a student that committed suicide or was killed in an accident. And I'm, I'm brought in to talk about that. So that's really, really heavy stuff. And while humor can sometimes like soften or lighten the mood, it's also, it's just practically difficult 
to talk about something really, really heavy like death and at the same time try to be really, really funny. So the setting or the environment where you speak may kind of dictate and determine that. Uh, I'll give you another example. I remember speaking at a huge freshman orientation event, about 6,000 students at a major university a few years ago. And they told me up front, they're like, we, we want this to be mostly humor. You know, we don't, we don't expect a ton of content here. We really, we just want this to be a lighthearted, fun night. We know you're not a comedian, but we know that you're funny. We know that you use a lot of humor and we just want you to be funny. And so that's, that's the setting where I, I was brought in to speak to. Whereas normally I probably would have gone a little less humor and a little more content, but they were like, no, no, we want you to be funny. We, we want you to use a lot of humor. And so the environment and the setting that they brought me into kind of dictated and determined that. The third one, so again, we talked about audience, environment, and number three would be the type of presentation. So keynotes generally need to have some type of entertainment value to them. And that, that oftentimes is humor. Whereas workshops or breakouts or seminars, they're generally going to be more focused. They're going to be more tactical rather than entertaining. So if I'm going out to do a keynote, I'm typically going to use a lot more humor, a lot more stories, a lot more comedy. But if I'm doing, let's say a workshop, I may, you know, I may use a couple one-liners and occasional short story, but I'm going to focus a lot more on the tactical training, the teaching that I'm offering rather than the entertainment side. Uh, if you've ever attend one of our one of the webinars that I do uh, it's much more like a workshop so I may say something funny every now and then but for the most part I'm just I'm just hammering content I'm I'm trying to bring a lot of really really practical things that people can do people can implement into their speaking business so each of these factors definitely impacts your use of humor in presentations but let me give you a few other things to think about in regards to to the question here Jeff first of all number one is this number one is to use humor but have something to say Use humor, but have something to say. This is a mistake that I've personally, I've made before is that I, I tend sometimes to err on the side of just using humor or just using comedy without having much to say. And I think maybe that's just a, a thing of going like, you know, I want people to like me. I want people to laugh. I think a lot of, of speakers, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, I think we're, we're these people pleasers that we love when we have the audience. We love when they're laughing. We love when we're entertaining them. We love when we are the center of the attention. We love all that stuff. And that's all well and good, but at the same time, you have to have something to say. You don't want to be the type of speaker that's like, man, we had, we had a great speaker. They were so funny, but we just didn't get much from it. Like if that's the case, if people are saying that, did you do your job as a speaker? Now, again, it depends on the context and what the client is looking for. And so humor works really, really well for building trust and rapport with an audience and bringing them in and, and getting them on your side. But also you have to give them something of value to take away from your talk. So don't be funny just for the sake of being funny. Have something that you can say as well. The second thing that I would say about using humor in a presentation is that number two is that humor itself can be part of the point. Humor itself can be part of the point of the talk. I'll give you an example. I remember a few years ago, I was speaking at a high school in rural Oklahoma, like middle of nowhere, like, like no cell phone service and just way out there. You know where the middle of nowhere is? It's a little east of there, just slightly. And so afterwards, uh, I remember speaking at the school afterwards, I had the principal come up to me and he said that he, he, he saw several students that laughed and smiled that day that he had never seen do that before. And so in that situation, the fact that a few teenagers who, who probably had like some serious crap going on at home were able to disconnect and just for a few minutes, like just be kids laughing, having a good time. To me, that made that talk a win. And so humor itself could be the point. 
And so it's always important to remember, like you have no idea what's going on in the lives of an audience. Like you don't know what happened to them right before they came to your session. Like maybe, maybe they got in a fight with their spouse or their boss or their, you know, their mom, their dad, or their son or their daughter. Maybe, maybe they just got some terrible news and they're just trying to process it while you're speaking. Maybe they got stuck in traffic. Maybe they couldn't find a parking spot. Maybe they had to park a mile away and walk in the pouring rain and they come in, they come into your talk and they're just pissed off. They're like, they're just in a bad mood and it has nothing to do with you. So the point here is that you have no idea what's happening with the audience. And so humor can be a great tool to make people forget about kind of just their like their current life, their current job, their crap that's going on, and just to smile and just to enjoy themselves. I mean, think about like that's what a good movie is, right? You're watching a movie, you go in there, maybe you're at the theater, you watch it, and it's, like if you're going to see a comedy, you just laugh, you, you don't think about your cares or your troubles or your worries or sounds like I'm in a musical right now. Forget about your cares and your worries and your, I'm not even going to try, but it's just like, you're just able to just disconnect from a few minutes for a few minutes, just to, of what else is going on in life. And so maybe that's the point of your, of your presentation is that you can help people to disconnect while also giving them something to think about or something to do. So number one would be to, to use humor, but have something to say. Number two, the humor itself can be part of the point. And then number three is this, this kind of answers Jeff's question, but when a decision maker is hiring you or they're considering hiring you, whenever they're looking at whether or not you're funny, remember that oftentimes they just have what your demo video or what your marketing materials would show them. So, you know, part of what Jeff was asking was what's the mindset of the client who may be considering booking you? How much humor should you use? But again, remember, oftentimes the only context a decision has for you uh, is what you've given them. Now, the other scenario would be that if they actually saw you speak or you were recommended to them by a, a colleague or friend or someone who's actually seen you live. But if they just come to your side or they just watch your demo video, do you present yourself as a funny speaker who has something to say? Does your marketing align with your presentation? So for example, for me, in my demo video, which is, in fact, if you want to check it out as an example, you can find over at grantbaldon.com. Uh, I've got several clips of me using humor and using comedy in different ways. So if that's all a decision maker was going to go off of, it was that three or four minute video or so, and I use humor in several ways in that, it would be reasonable to assume that I would also use humor if I was hired to come speak to their audience. But if my video is, is completely somber and serious and most decision makers would probably assume that, you know, would or probably would not assume that you're just a hilarious speaker who decided not to show any of the funny parts in your demo video, right? That's not the case in the same way, you know, a demo video, we, I always say it's, it's kind of like a, a movie trailer, right? So if you watch a movie trailer and it's just a, it's a bunch of funny, funny parts in the trailer, you're probably not going to assume that this is going to be like a really, really serious movie, right? Oh, in the same way that if it's a really, really serious trailer, you probably aren't thinking like, oh, this movie is going to be hilarious because you're getting the impression of the movie based on what they showed you. And so the demo video is going to do the same thing. So if you want to represent yourself as a speaker who uses humor, then your demo video needs to show you using humor. But if you're more of a serious or somber speaker, which there's nothing wrong with that, then your demo video needs to, to show that as well. So make sure that it's, it's an accurate representation of who you are uh, as a speaker. Now, uh, to speak more about demo videos, in fact, we talk about that back in episode two. So if you want to check that out, go back to episode two and listen to that one. But in the decision-making process, again, you will oftentimes dictate how the client should view or categorize you as a speaker. So a uh, lot to chew on there with finding that perfect balance between humor and content. But I would also say this, 
is that sometimes it just, it kind of takes time. It kind of evolves, you know, sometimes you just don't know if you've got the right mix until you, you get up there. And so there are a bunch of factors that go into it, the audience, the environment, the type of presentation, but some of it too is just kind of uh, uh, figuring it out and adjusting as you go to, for what makes sense for you. Not everyone has to be a, a hilarious speaker. So figuring out what makes sense to you as a speaker is really an important part of it. And some of that just takes some time. So uh, take some of the pressure off there, but hopefully that's some stuff to, uh, to chew on and think about. So thanks for the question, Jeff. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that uh, chit chat chatteroo. Uh, good question from Jeff Jones there about that the balance between comedy and content. I know that's a battle that I always have personally. So hopefully that that uh, that helped you out there and how to balance that out for yourself. Hey, again, let me remind you, we've just got a few seats left for the Speaker Lab Live on Saturday, May 21st, right here in Nashville. I don't want you to miss it. I want you to be there. You can get all the details and inf- information over at thespeakerlab.com/live. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash live. So definitely stop by. Check that out. Nashville in May is going to be beautiful. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of speakers going to be there hanging out, connecting, working in and on your business, helping you to get unstuck. And uh, it's just going to be a great time. I'm really excited about it. Can't wait to see you and meet you in person there at the Speaker Lab Live Saturday, May 21st, right here in Nashville. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode, episode 34. We will catch you next time. You're awesome. You're awesome.